listening to a Shared in Life Radio podcast. Super. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm on a mission to start and end every podcast um, as obnoxiously as possible. That's a good approach. <laughs> this is yeah. usually with my highs and bys. Starts and, starts and ends with some good energy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Saying, hello. Hi. What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Um, how are you guys? Doing okay. It's been a day here. Yeah. A lot of lot of technical issues that have been squashing. Uh, Many. Johnson putting out fires left and right. He's, it's been, he's been on his game. Yeah, it feels like today's been doing a lot, but also doing a lot of nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, I had some audio files that weren't encrypted properly, so I had to take from a different source. I had a mouse that wasn't scrolling properly. I took apart a table and stored it <laughs> in the MTS room. Yeah. Uh, we, we did some TikToks. That was successful. We did, yeah. We did lots and lots. Um, we're up on that. Yeah. It's been a good time. Yes. There's um, there's some fun stuff going on, too, at the SSU. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so much. Like, uh, two days from now, on July 14th, there is the Coffee Talk. Green it up. Coffee Talk at Trafalgar Road Campus. Ooh. Um, it's a chance to meet students hang out get coffee tea there's some give uh, like goodie giveaways for plant lovers i hope it's plants i've still yet to hear anything about the the goodie bags at the pride parade no one no one, <laughs> no one nobody nobody no took anything uh so uh if you know last chance dm us <laughs> um and if you do not know that's fine then nobody gets the guitar pick that i definitely uh, know the location of at this current moment in time yeah um so yeah green it up coffee talk that's happening on the 14th at trafalgar road campus it seems like a grand old time uh there's also on the 20th uh, the blue jays versus padres game that's off campus um from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and you defo leave from HMC. Uh, spots are limited. Tickets online. Sounds like a good way to get out with some friends and fellow Sheridan students and enjoy some sports. Go sports. Uh, gotta love sports. Huge sports fan. Too true. Too true. <laughs> um, definitely know a lot about sports. I don't, but I do know a lot about. I was, baseball is the one sport I feel like I actually know a little bit about. Yeah, I can keep up with baseball. Um, then uh, from July 26th, uh, which is a Wednesday, to Friday, July 28th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., there is a de-stress fest. That's a drop-in event. Um, it's free to all students. Uh, it's happening at Hazel McCallion campus on Wednesday, happening at Davis campus on Thursday, and happening at Trafalgar campus on Friday. Uh, you get some tips and resources to support you in your Sheridan journey. Uh, you meet the new exec team at the SSU. There's snacks and treats, and you can hang out with some other Sheridan students. So it's a nice little drop-in event um, for everybody to hang out. Groovy. I know. Fun, fun stuff. Hanging out is fun. We hang out here a yes. lot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially coming back from pandemic, it's like, it's nice to do group it is, activities. Again. It is. Yeah. You know what? And shamefully, I have yet to be to um, any SSU event that was not our Battle of the Bands. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just my uh, 
my academic life and personal life last semester was very, very busy. But yeah. um, I get FOMO when I yeah. see these events go up. It's the second time I think I've said FOMO on the podcast. FOMO. Yeah. FOMO. Um, I think that's one of my, my bigger regrets um, while at school was that I didn't go to as many mm. like school-based events and things like that. Because they're fun. Yeah, you meet new people. Yeah. And it's like a good time. And also, especially the free events. Yeah. Like, go to them. You're, I mean, like, we're paying for them in a roundabout way. You yeah. Know? True. Like, yeah. You know, true. use the services that are that are here for you. Because yeah, uh, some of them are, are fun times. Yeah. Like, I know they do, uh, at least in the fall of last year, they did um, Spooky Sexy Bingo. Nice. <laughs> and I really wanted to go to that. It was great. It was, you would, uh, they would ask you, like, um, sex ed questions yeah. that you'd have on like a bingo card nice. and then whoever won won some some toys and things my sister won at one of those i can't remember what she won ah it was something fun yeah we'll have to follow it wasn't up on like, that it wasn't gross it was something fun <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh that's kind of neat <laughs> yeah so it's it's a good time um yeah it is fun hanging out especially mm-hmm. at those events and here and um, interns are still going strong. That's true. Actually, yeah. as of this time next week, uh, we'll be close to saying goodbye, goodbye to our interns. We'll be soon saying goodbye, but hopefully uh, we can find a way to, yeah. to wrangle them back. Or... And to, to get meta when I say next week, I mean this week for you. You're not supposed to tell them we record well, these in advance. I know because I already, I already screwed up because I said as of next week. All right, well. So it's kind of... I'm either lying or... Then they're going to think it's... Okay. Now it's getting too meta. It's okay. too meta. <laughs> Cut it out of the Posca. Okay. Cut it out. Cut it out. What's up? It's, it's July. Hey. It's July. Redacted. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if you can guess when we're filming this, um, I'll give you the guitar pick that nobody <laughs> gets. <laughs> Anyways, um, DM us. We should do a giveaway. Yeah. For sure. This is me going rogue on the podcast. Imagine the sound just from the point of like July. It just cuts out and all you hear is like Sims talk. Uh. <laughs> For like the rest. Of the time. I mean, Anyways. Yeah. And in, in other SLR news, um, we're trying to ramp up on TikToks. Yes. Um, having lots of fun with that. <laughs> um, as the, the resident Gen Z. We have two more, actually, I believe, now that our interns are here. But as the resident Gen Z, um, I take great pride in them. So please go follow us at Sheridan Life Radio on TikTok. Um, or, yeah, same thing on Instagram. Go interact with them there. They're posted as reels. We have and reels. We do shorts. YouTube shorts. Mm-hmm. Whatever your fancy uh, is for short form video content, I beg of you. We're probably there. Yeah, without signing <laughs> desperate. In some shape or form. <laughs> yeah. I'm please, pretty please, pretty, pretty please begging you <laughs> to, to, to go interact with them <laughs> without begging. No. Just take, just go take a little look, a little sneak peek. Check them out. See Check them out. See if it's something. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've found the world of TikTok to be interesting. Mm-hmm. My shameful, not so secret, also not so shameful was that like, during the pandemic, I had my peak moment as a musical theater TikToker. Very nice. Um, was semi-successful. Very nice. <laughs> it was um, a scary time. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It just definitely became something that was like a little too like all-consuming. Yeah. To the point where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm I'm definitely like a more like on the back end side of things, like behind the scenes. Like I'll create graphics, I'll film for things, but. 
um, being in front of a camera is not like my go-to thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I never really got into the whole like creating TikToks or doing TikToks in really any sense. And I knew how addicting it would be. Yeah. Because I am currently ad- ad- like addicted to like like shorts, but it's just yeah. TikToks that are shorts. Yeah. I just like in my head, I'm like, I'm just not going to get TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to be bad for me. But then I just do the same thing on Instagram. You do the same thing on YouTube. Like yeah. it's, it's all the same. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really change anything. No, yeah. it's, it is tricky. Like I, I either go one of two ways of like, I, I'm a person that I kind of, I like to at least tell myself up and down that mm-hmm. if I, um, if I didn't come from the world of acting that mm-hmm. I wouldn't really have social media i'd be like a luddite and just do whatever and be and in some cases i am a luddite um especially like having to learn all this tiktok algorithmic blah uh (laughs) is like okay um but uh yeah like it's it's i go one of two ways which is you know either okay i want to be very present in this moment and hear and understand what's going on or then you know, like, well, I, I do want to have this content either for myself or for work or Mm -hmm. for, for what I'm looking for. And then it's like, oh, like now and I, it's, it's, I guess I have to break the, the, my, my little bubble of like what I'm comfortable with Yeah, because sometimes it's weird. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm hoping to put out more music in the summer and, um, I'm wanting more people to listen and that means getting more people engaged and that means making content about it. But to me, like being in somewhere like a music studio, like that's a very sacred space. And I'm aware that like there are other artists there who treat it the same way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I don't want to whip out my phone and be like, hey, like I'm I'm filming something like for just like a video or like, yeah. you know, for like a day in the life, TikTok or Instagram reel or something like that. And and usually when I do, like they're fine with it, but I feel very like self-conscious yeah. about it in, in a way. And I don't know, like I didn't have that thing at Canadian Music Week. Canadian Music Week, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm is. filming everything. I'm around, like I'm a content creator, like at my core. Um, <laughs> and I felt like proud of myself for editing all together. But it's it's a weird like yeah. In public, I've tried to film a, a even here like a a day in my life um, at SLR, and it's kind of the same thing. Is I get like self conscious a little. I'm like <laughs> I don't want to, but it's fun. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can be like social and performative in like sprints. Yeah, I, I find I'm definitely more uh, productive and like far more prolific on like the back end of things. Mm-hmm. Where I I love taking someone else's content, and mixing it, or even if it's like for a short sprint, I, I record something, I push through the self embarrassment to. Mm-hmm like just record something mm-hmm. yeah and then at the end of that it's like okay finally the real work starts the work yeah. that i like seriously enjoy like i can do like i can do the talking i can do the podcasting and all that stuff but like where i really get the most satisfaction is where i get the most satisfaction is definitely out of um putting it together yeah the post exactly yeah yeah, um, yeah i'm similar in that sense like, i'm i'm kind of both i really definitely always love looking at like the finished product um and obviously the doing is fun but i think yeah, like, um, I feel very much, though, as if, like, from acting and, and at least the type of journalism that I'm I'm hoping to do is I'm very much used to being, like, the face of mm-hmm. blank and, like, yeah. kind of 
And but I found honestly, in a weird way, in some senses, that's gone away a little bit. Like mm-hmm. recording uh, a station ID today, like I started to get very self conscious. Or last week's radio tip was was all on me, and and quite normally, I mean, you guys know, and also probably you, dear listener, um, I talk. I love to talk. Um, <laughs> I talk all the time. Um, but I've found that yeah, now there's something different to it when I I, I get into the scope of. Oh, yeah, there's people listening. When it's like, uh, oh, this is going to be refined and this is going to be a product that's going to be like delivered to people. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I need to make sure that this is perfect. Yeah. But but what helps is just knowing, by the way, we've been recording for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like like for the station ID thing, we left it on. We talked a little bit. We came back to the recording and it was just like, yeah, just... Just uh, just just throw it as many as you can. There's no mistakes. Yeah. Because the final one that we choose, there will be no mistakes. Yeah. In it, and we'll get there eventually. It's well, not going to be I the think, first one. Yeah. Like having a team too, um, that you trust. Like you, yeah. both of you, I know that I can come to with any idea, and you'll be like, either, hey, girl, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's you, reconsider, or like, how about we spin it this way, or build on it, and and you know, add to it, or you're like, yeah, let's do it, and also this, and you know, whatever. Whereas, like, I found actually, like, a huge reason I've always preferred doing theater performances to film performances was like, I think I'm a control freak, a thousand percent. Yeah. Like, um, I really liked the notion of having the final say over what happened on stage. And yes, you have a director mm-hmm. and your fellow castmates and you have this process, but I know what it is that the audience is getting because ultimately I am in charge of that experience. Yeah. Um, when you really get to the, the brass tacks, the moment of what's happening there. Um, whereas like with film, I was so uncomfortable with like, okay, we're doing like a billion takes of this. I'm doing it a thousand different ways. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what the product is that's getting out there until it's out there. Yeah. Yeah, And it's also like, you might just, you might not be the main character in a movie. So you might just get like a scene. So you don't even know the context of the whole thing. Totally. It's just like, okay. And I have to, you know. Yeah, it yeah. was just and an interesting to, time. And it's yeah. not really catered to your best take. It's catered to like what's yeah. useful to them. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and that's totally fine. I'm like, I'm 1000% like a team player when it comes to um, a creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always joked about that with people when they're like, oh, like being an actor must be so glamorous. And I'm like, no, like this is the lowest of the lows, <laughs> in my opinion, of like, you know, what you can do in terms of I am a vessel for what other other people are wanting mm-hmm. to make and what the vision is. And I simply am there. Um and there is my own spin and my own story and life and background that I can bring to that. But at the end of the day, it's definitely some someone else's heart and essence that that I'm trying to aid. Yeah, that that's another thing, too, is that, uh, you know, you are an actor in, in the sense that, you know, it's you're basically someone else's like. Yeah, you're someone else's like figurine where yeah. like they, they pose you and it's like, I need you to pick up this cup, walk like some some shots and TV shows are like, pick up the cup, drink drink coffee, there's no coffee in it, but just yeah. pretend we'll add a sound effect. Yeah. And then oh, did your phone die? Uh, but so it's like <laughs> I'm just inquiring. Uh, but so it's about uh, to die. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but so um yeah it'll be it'll just be something like uh you'll be in a movie where it's like uh, this is my this is my opportunity to really dig in and pull out emotions and and really like dive into the material and 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 not just 
not just read the lines, but mm-hmm. really speak them from a place that a lot of people will resonate with. And but then there's scenes like, yeah, pick up the coffee cup, drink from the coffee. There's no coffee, but just pretend. Yeah. And like you like whip the cup up because there's no way to it. And then you have to walk over here and open a door, and then you go hi, and then the actual scene starts. Like there's yeah. so much. Uh, a, a big part of being an actor is just being a tool for someone exactly. else to use and manipulate. Uh, which is like that that can be hard if you're an actor that is trying to, uh, you know, soothe an, an ego, I suppose, not to use ego as a four letter word. No, but I, f- I feel it. Yeah, that uh, th- there's a part of acting that wants you to believe I'm getting better or I have some kind of value that I'm consistently expressing. Mm-hmm. But then for every director that you go to, um, it's different. Their interaction <laughs> with you is you were a useful tool for me, yeah. for my movie, yeah. or, or you weren't. But But that doesn't really have a good. Like it, if you were useful, sorry, I'm trying to like really dig it, but if if you were useful, it's like, um, they're saying like, you were a good actor for this thing. Yeah. You, you performed well for this and you might think, oh, does that mean I'm a good actor in general? Yeah. Or is this my niche? Goodness forbid. So I think it's easy to psych yourself out as an actor, especially if you're someone who's a perfectionist. Totally. And I think like a huge part of the reason why I personally stepped away was there was a lot of ego that I didn't yeah. love to be around. And and I'm entirely like um, cognizant of the fact that like I definitely could have played into that in, mm-hmm. in some regard. But it was the fact that a lot of people would believe that, you know, they had been around for a certain length of time. Um, and so they were entitled to a larger part or they knew somebody. And so they should have been cast in this. And, you know, I've auditioned for shows that my best friend was directing and yep. they gave me a call and were straight up like, I love you. This isn't for you. Like, and there's no way that it will be. And that's fine. There's no hard feelings in that. But I just knew some people who it would be a constant, like, um, full body blow, like brain, ego, heart, like emotionally, it would just be really devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people would go the other way where it was like anger, full on anger and, and drama and gossip. And I just kind of got really, um, wrapped up in all that and was like, you know what? Like, um, I have, it was almost knowing that I have such a love for the art form and, and what mm-hmm. it is that I was like, I think to sustain my relationship with this, it has to be something that is joyful for me to do yeah. and it was getting to a point where it wasn't anymore yeah. and i was like well you know what if somebody asked me to do something and i you know i love them enough like if i get a call from my best friend or if there's a project that i see and i'm like oh my goodness this inspires me so much yeah, yeah. i'll audition i'll make myself known like yeah. i'll be there but until there's something special like that i'm i'm Really liking the path that I'm finding myself on here. Yeah. <laughs> Making TikToks, which in a way feels like the same the thing. Same thing. <laughs> um, I have a quick question. Yes. If I tried to connect from this phone instead, will it allow me to do that? Um, uh, yeah, it should be able to if you just open it up and then just, yeah, proceed with the same settings as before. Okay. That should work. Um, Something about uh, acting, like, because uh, obviously, like, we both mm-hmm. started in acting. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, when, so, like, when I started with acting, I definitely, like, I definitely had an ego. It was kind of a, like, I, I, want, to, I want to know that I can do this. Mm-hmm. I just want some kind of confirmation each time that I dig into it, that I perform a scene that, um, you know, in, in some way that I'm not only contributing towards a work uh, that someone's directing, but that also I'm 
I'm able to kind of test myself and, and push myself in different directions to always fit the role, to, mm-hmm. to do something, to always adapt. You know, to, it's like, you know, an octopus, like getting through a keyhole, like yeah. just, just getting in there somehow. Yeah. But, um, you know, just, yeah, be boneless as an actor yeah. <laughs> fit anywhere. But um, uh, some, something I really didn't like was, uh, um, was kind of the way that criticism was delivered, mm. where directors always gave it to you straight because it's their project. They're, you know, they're on a schedule. Yep. They, they don't have time to, to soothe your ego or to let you down gently or to record you from afar through a glass window. Like Is this happening? Student just did. Oh, uh, awesome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> but, um, uh, but uh, with actors, like I found that like other actors never gave it to you straight. It was right. like, I, I don't know, I have a theory about like uh, when when it comes to like evil, if you want to like project it up to be that size, um, like when it comes to evil, like the worst thing you can do is nothing worse. Like if someone is struggling with a scene and they don't yeah. know what to do and then you as their fellow actor just go like, no, no, you're fine. Um, yeah. You know, just, just keep working at it. Yeah. Like unless you were to be like, yeah, that kind of sucked. Uh, tell you what, just to... Just, uh, just bring it down for that scene, bring down the energy, let me bring it up. And yep. then towards the end, you can flip it on me. Like yeah. to, to kind of have any kind of conversation that's constructive. I found that never really happened with other actors. They just kind of left you to your own devices and let you, you know, thrive or let you yeah, sink. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I found, um, I always quite enjoyed the nature of, um, the bluntness with yeah. the with the feedback of just Fun, like hey blunt people yeah it's like hey like as a director being like yeah i didn't like that yeah and then you can be like this is exactly why i didn't like it and then it's like mm. oh great awesome like i can immediately fix that switch it it's great whereas when people are like yeah you know i um just run it again yeah run it again let me see it again and then it's like yeah something's not quite feeling right it's well why don't you try and do this it's i would love when people were like hey in this dance your arm was too far to the left you need to you know be extending your elbow more you need to be you know smiling in the face more you need to you know have this moment to yourself and and kind of figure it out and i just appreciated that so much or even if the instance is like they can't, they don't have uh, like a specific thing to point out that's wrong, mm-hmm. that they're even, that they're able to give you um, specific actions that you can take in order to at least like uh, change the performance somewhat. Yeah. So if it's like, um, yeah, no, there's definitely something off. I can't pin it down, but uh, let's give you a cup to hold on to. Maybe that'll help ground you. Yeah. Uh, just little things like that, that clue you in on what direction you need to be taking. Yeah. Because, you know, you're an actor, you're meant to always try to fit whatever the role is supposed to be. And getting some feedback, even if it's like, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, we'll run it again. Uh, but this time, more pep in your step coming through yeah. the door. Like, just anything. I loved um, the first and only Zoom play I did was also the first and only time I got to work with my very best friend as a director. Oh, okay. And um it coincidentally was by a wonderful playwright, Haley St. James, um, and they're also um, a dear friend. And and it was, it was just a great, cool like piece. It's you know this horror um, short play uh, meant to be done on Zoom mm-hmm. um, of these girls having a sleepover or like a yeah like kind of a Zoom sleepovery <laughs> like get together. Um, and it just kind of keeps getting like weirder. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first day of Zoom rehearsal, we sat 
in this call together and my friend, the director, they said, um, well, why don't you tell me about your character Yeah, and how you see them in their world and, you know, what they're like and what they do. Um, and it would happen every once in a while where I would say like, you know, I think that the drink in their cup at this Zoom get together is this, right? Yeah. Or like a, a, oh, she's definitely like a strawberry daiquiri girl. And it's like, oh, you know, I was thinking she was more of a white claw kind of a girl. And, you know, I'd okay. be like, well, you know, no, because here's why. Um, and, and they would push that. They'd say, well, why don't you tell me why you think that? Mm-hmm. And I would say it. And if I could give a hard evidence, yeah. like this is in the script, what leads me to believe this is how it is. They would be like, okay, yeah, it's a strawberry daiquiri. Change the line if you need to. Like, that's sweet. That's what it is. Um, and it was just so wonderful to have that sort of um, collaboration where they realize it's their vision and you are the tool very much. But yeah. it's also like the the openness to be like, yeah, okay. Like I, I get where you're coming from and, and you've changed my mind on that and you've you've brought this to me. And and I've always loved that about just the the media and the art world specifically, about how one idea can become so many things. And that's yeah. what gets me with TikTok is I've I've heard a lot of people argue against it with the well, isn't it just a bunch of the same video over and over again? And it's a million different takes and captions and jokes pinned into the same format. And I think there's something kind of neat about that in all honesty of like the fact that I can take something for me personally and make a different joke than I would for if I made the same video for, you know, Sheridan Life Radio is cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah, something I like about TikTok where like a thousand people can take well, it's more than a thousand, but like different people like uh, taking a crack at, uh, you know, whatever the same audio sample. Yeah. And then like Something as simple as like what they had for breakfast can introduce itself into the scene where like yeah. they like burp halfway through the scene. It's a little funny. Yeah. Or like if, if someone is just like, you know, is born with like a facial tick or something yeah. like that and that adds to yeah. to, to that that shot so yeah. much, like yeah, it's just it's just amazing that uh, if, if you just spread out your actors yeah. to like across the world, yeah, you'll find the one that's just like nailed it. Yeah. You know, where totally. it's like people don't have to bend themselves to the role. Like it's they just, just are. You just take a moment to think about it. And then some people clicks instantly. And that's what you see on TikTok yeah. is like you get people that suddenly shoot up in popularity. And, and I think that's so true. I mean, you look at people who just kind of like it's like a no brainer, right? Like um, I think I, I was reading something. Obviously, I don't know if you can tell my, my mind is very much on the Barbie movie. Today. Yes, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not evident by what I'm wearing. It's evident by my personality <laughs> um, or a flip the other way, maybe. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was somebody who was saying that, like, the original Barbie, who, the actress to play Barbie was supposed to be Amy Schumer. And then it was supposed to be uh, Anne Hathaway. And then it was supposed to be Gal Gadot. And then they finally landed on... Margot Robbie, like those three women turned it down first or were passed over. Um, I feel like Margot Robbie is an excellent she is choice for the role. Barbie, like you see the trailers and it's, I could not imagine Amy Schumer or Anne Hathaway or Gal Gadot, all brilliant actresses in their own right. Yeah. And, <laughs> there's, there's like a- and as her, whereas, you know, like Anne, Anne Hathaway in, um, Oh no, that, like the Devil Wears Prada. I can't imagine anybody else than Anne Hathaway there. Yeah. Whereas, like, I can't. I cannot imagine her 
as Barbie. Well, even just thinking of like Margot Robbie's like smaller roles in different films, like when she was in The Big Short, mm-hmm. and it's like, here's Margot Robbie in a bubble bath drinking champagne, explaining what shorts are or yeah. whatever. And it's um, it's just like she's done this over the top heightened performance. That's uh, you know, you could you could say argue whether it's like farce or parody or whatever. Yeah. But um. Like she's done this before, and yeah. then you're kind of taking someone. It's like let's do Amy Schumer. It's like mm-hmm. I don't see yeah. any of like kind of the testing grounds yeah. or examples in her previous film work. Yeah, that show I mean, that. I would say Margot Robbie has this innate ability to like f- fully be that squid that you were talking about. Like you look at like yeah. I Tanya, and it's like there was, I believed it. Yeah, I completely believed her that that's who she was yeah nailing this accent and then yeah with barbie like everything that i'm seeing for it i believe it i totally believe it and i think that movie even from the morsels that i've seen in terms of trailer is just so well done and i can't wait to see kind of what else it it becomes when the full movie's out and i'm so excited even ryan gosling and this isn't i'm not uh trying to insult or anything like that but even ryan gosling is a great pairing because a part of him is a bit of a you know, he his performances are generally a little more tranquil. Yeah. Even when he's freaking out, it's very calm and specific yeah. and controlled. Where he kind of operates as a bit of a blank canvas. There's yeah. a lot of scenes people have taken from his movies to be like, "That's me in yeah. Drive. That's me in Blade Runner." Yeah. And people just relate to him just yeah. because he's uh, he just takes a moment to show nothing. Yeah, and that pairs well with Barbie, who's crazy over the top, and Ken's like. Yeah, Barbie. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. Calm. Like, this is kind of what the discussion has been. And I remember there being a lot of controversy when he was cast as Candy. So everybody's like, he's too old. He doesn't look like him. I it's get blah, it. blah, blah. And, but when you look at the movie's tagline of she's everything, he's just Ken. He's is, Ken. Is, he's just Ken. Like, that's, that's Ken. The like, that's <laughs> the whole purpose of Ken is just to, to be, be there. <laughs> just to be there next to Barbie. Like, I know, you know, I had so many Ken dolls as a kid, and it would be like, I'm playing with my Barbies, and then I'd be like, oh crap, where's like the one Ken that I, I have Ken. somewhere? Like, yeah, and you'd like you'd dig him out of the Barbie bin and be like, okay, great. Like, because all your other you Barbies, those are competition for your main Barbie. Oh, yeah. But then if Ken you bring in Ken, Ken. Ken can go with any of those Barbies. Yeah. You prefer it to be with the number one Barbie yeah. because that's canon. Yeah, you know? that's canon event. <laughs> Which, oh yeah, the new the canon <laughs> event meme. But no, it's just a. Uh, I cannot yeah. interfere. <laughs> it's a canon event. I cannot, I cannot express how I'm probably hyping it up too much. Mm-hmm. But I'm really hoping that my own hype meets whatever the reality of it. It'll where, be perfect. I I really hope they dig into that uh, that weird like what is it like living as a Barbie doll. It's kind of weird. It's kind of freaky that little girls well, I've develop seen a this lot fantasy. Of, and, and that's what it is. is it, it, it seems like there's a lot of that. And it's a, it's a very much, from what I've gathered and what I'm hoping it's going to be, is like a coming of age story. Yeah. Because it's very innocent and childlike, but then you see her be like, do you guys ever think about dying? Like, ah. <laughs> and everybody's like, no. And she's like, okay, good night. I'm definitely not thinking about death anymore. Like, And it's like, okay like it's very much a to me it very much seems like the perspective of this young child who's who's not so young child who's starting to kind of age out of that and that weird gap of like you know you have these dolls that you play with and you have this dialogue but then you're maybe starting to realize like oh you know i don't really do that anymore yeah and that's what it feels it has that innocence and that wonder of a kid playing with their barbie dolls and then it's these real people so you're taking like this rainbow glitter car and the rubber of those tires and you're applying it to like the coarse real road of reality where 
you can scrape your knees on that. Yeah. Like it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm interested to see what kind of conclusion it comes up with. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, whether it's going to be like, you know, you can desire people want to be next to them, but often there's a reason for that. It's we're friends or we're in a romantic relationship yeah. or like whatever it needs to be. Yeah. Like just having to establish like there's a purpose to these things. We don't do things just because we do things. Yeah. You know, Barbie being with Ken, why are they together? Because they are. Because they're girlfriend, boyfriend. I can't imagine them not being together. <laughs> yeah. What do they do in the girlfriend, bro- girlfriend? I, I don't they're, know. They're together. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's even another thing, another clip where it's like, oh, like, can I come over tonight? And and she's like, yeah, like, I'm not doing anything great. Just having like a fully coordinated pajama party with all the other Barbies. And oh, yeah. it's like with 10 of my friends. Yeah, it's like a fully coordinated dance number, like with, with all my friends. And I'm like, oh, like, yes, like, that's how it is. Like, I remember so much of this is like part of like, I, I even saw that they have Kate McKinnon as like, the Barbie who's like constantly in the splits and her hair is cut off and she's been drawn on with a Sharpie, like that <laughs> she, classic graffiti like, on her. Yeah, like that classic, you know, Barbie that's been mistreated her entire life. Oh, with the bottom of the bin Barbie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm really very excited to to see what it turns into. But I, I think that's true and kind of looping it back is yeah, there's there's a lot of ego for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And a lot of, and I think what it comes down to is, is um, it's never personal. There's always, it's always somebody's right for it. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not right for it. It just means yeah. like everything is an ensemble. Even if there's lead characters, it's an ensemble. It's how well do people fit together? And, and that's what it is. Like, especially in musical theater and in, movies like how well do these people fit together like yeah i could imagine a bunch of great actors and actresses as barbie and ken but do they have that same compatibility do they have the compatibility with the rest of the cast that they're trying to like flesh out yeah how does that you have to go. You have to read the room of your casting. There's a feng shui to everything. So there is. if if you if you have someone like Margot Robbie who can deliver a very heightened performance, yeah. very smiley, very yeah. cheery, you need that can to be really toned down. Yeah. And that's someone like Ryan Gosling yeah. that can deliver a very steady performance. Yeah. So it's just it's nice seeing it already lined up and I'm excited to see it on screen. But I'm also I'm also pumped for Oppenheimer. See, I know not about this movie yet. But I, well, I I know. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, I'm oh so no, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Started. That's a okay. Um, but like with with uh, Oppenheimer, like I know the the story of Oppenheimer, and everyone's mm-hmm. making the memes of like I am become the sleepy <laughs> one, the, the drinker of milk before bed <laughs> by Oppenheimer, yeah. uh, king of sleep or whatever. Yeah. Like people have been making the memes, but I, I I'm familiar with like the history of the whatever the, yeah. the tests on. Pacific Islands and uh, yeah, in Nevada and, mm-hmm. and just the creation of nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. It's interesting seeing it put to screen. Um, I, uh, I I I'm also just pumped because it's a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, people did not like his treatment of for the audio of Tenant, specifically mm-hmm. the dialogue edit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that persists. I kind of want to see it happen again and see it applied to this. Yeah, I like the idea of um, of uh, yeah. Have I talked about this on the podcast? Can't tell. Um, I know I've talked about it with a thousand people, but mm-hmm. I just like the idea that um, dialogue mm-hmm. in a movie can be treated like a sound effect where yep. 
if a gun goes off at the same time that a car backfires, yeah. you might not hear the gunshot. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if someone's talking in the next airplane, you can't hear them as an audience member yeah. where the camera's five feet away. Yeah. But when they're next to each other, they can hear it. Yeah. The only problem is that he does like a lot of sci-fi. Yeah. And sci-fi, it's really crucial that you hear certain lines in order to get the story. So a lot of people, it, it, it almost, it almost uh, artificially uh, induces uh, a David Lynch uh, value yeah. where he really valued intuition, where it's like, let's just not tell our audience certain stuff and let's just see where they piece things together. Let's yeah. see how they, we're going to give them a bunch of Lego blocks. Let's yeah. see how they stack them. Yeah. And uh, th that's that's something that I saw with uh, Tenant, where people are like, I had to watch it the second time and then I totally got it and I dug into it. Yeah. And, you know, people infer certain things. So the lore ends up getting like a little yeah. more jumbled, but. I do like a movie that you have to chew on for a bit. Like I, <laughs> my favorite um, party game is explaining American Psycho to men who treat it as a Bible. Because uh, there are yeah. some. <laughs> it's interesting people that pick up that uh, there's the face value that they that they dig into, but they don't realize that it's being made fun of. It's being yeah. criticized. I'd be like, you know, this is satire. This is directed by a woman. They're like, but a man wrote the book. I'm like, yeah. And yeah, a woman wrote, is making fun wrote, of she it. She wrote the script and directed it. And she yeah. also made, you know, Alias Grace and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's just kind of, um, I like seeing what people make of things. And I'm excited, I think, for both of these movies to see what they turn into. But yeah, like, I mean, getting back into um, a little bit of that kind of filming multiple takes, being comfortable yeah. with things, that's kind of a little bit on our radio tip, um, which was gracefully and gratefully brought to us, there we go, by uh, Intern Alex. Yes. Um, which is... <laughs> it's just about um, how, do you, how do you prepare your voice uh, before you go on air. So, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> huge recommendation here. Uh, drink lots of water. Uh, I've, I've brought people <laughs> into the studio before to record an ID or to record anything. And then we'll be a few seconds into just having the mics on and hearing them talk with the, with the cans on. Yep. And then immediately I flick it off and I go, did you drink water today? <laughs> and you know, some people are like, oh, I was, I was out with friends last night, yeah. you know, and there's so many things that dehydrate you, whether that's oh, yeah. alcohol, other substances, whatever, yeah, uh, caffeine as well. Yeah, anything with caffeine. But uh, there's there's lots of things out there that can dehydrate you. I know that I had a huge cold brew, but I also chugged a whole bunch of water on the way here. Oh, yeah. But um, no, there's tons of things that can dehydrate you and you don't kind of want uh, that specific sound that when someone's talking, and I know that was in your ear, apologies. <laughs> That's okay. So just, well, uh, for me personally, I can't apologize for. <laughs> yeah. So w whether you're going on the air, whether you're just recording, if your friends recording, just make sure that uh, <laughs> just make sure that you're hydrated. You know, don't don't go in there uh, without you know one, one fluid ounce of anything in your body. Like, yeah. Just make sure that you're hydrating beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hydration um, is is huge. It's, it's huge. huge. I have always, uh, and by always, I mean since I've had it, uh, let's bring it back, brought the Stanley into, <laughs> into the office. Um, it works. It's You don't need a Stanley. You need any kind of vessel that will hydrate you. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it's, it's, it's just important, like especially, yeah, coming back 
to, to acting. Yeah. It's You really don't want to be caught in any situation. It's uncomfortable, especially if you're talking for a longer period of time, like if you're doing a podcast or a live show. Um, maybe, you know, stopping to you know take a sip of water to be like uh, 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 and like yeah. clear your throat um <laughs> that's a great <laughs> clip for you later Bill. Huh? <laughs> isn't uh it isn't the best it just simply isn't so if you're able to to hydrate and then also um staying pretty high energy which is is hard so. Um, but if you need to like shake your sillies out and do a little stretch before you hop on air in any capacity, um, it's worth it because if I'm dehydrated and super tired, I mean, I'm sure listeners, you've, you've heard some episodes where maybe we're a little bit more low energy yeah, and it turns happened. into like, Hey, uh, I yeah, think it doesn't, week. we're it, at the studio today. Yeah. I'm really Hello. excited. Is that good? Um, I think like it doesn't necessarily need to be like like high energy, yes, but I think like some people go too far. I want to say like animated, mm-hmm. maybe not animated, but it's like as long as you're talking with a sense of like purpose, or, you know, yeah. like not so like monotone. You don't need to be like uh, you don't need to blow out, out of, the mic like yeah, I did in one of my recordings of my station ID. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have to get. Uh, it doesn't have to get to Barbie levels. What's what's <laughs> Hi, Barbie. <laughs> What's kind of good to keep in mind is it's it's tempting to think like, oh, this is kind of a talking head affair where uh, it's just basically just, yeah, it's just everything from here up is what's vital to this yeah. recording. And mm-hmm. that's really not true. Like you you want to kind of make sure that you're connected with all of you, that it's, it's, yeah. it's a brain body connection that you're engaging with. So yeah. if you feel like you're kind of like out of it or you're just kind of... Um, you know, you're just kind of like reserved to yourself. It it might be worth it to do like a, a quick little jog, a quick little run in place, some jumping jacks, some push ups, just something to to get you connected with the rest of your body, so yeah. that way you can forget about your voice. Yeah, I think being engaged too is yeah. is is good um, because it's kind of like you were saying, like you don't have to be so like. Hi Barbie. Like yeah. what's going on? Hi, you have Barbie. to be like completely Hi, like over the top. Yeah. But naturally I think if you're engaged with if you're by yourself what you're talking about or with, you know, the people you're talking to, yeah. like yeah. I find this is so much easier talking to the pair of you than really like when I was on my own for the radio tip, yeah. when I'm planning out stuff for hundred percent a hopeful live live show podcast maybe a live show who knows like (laughs) that's uh it's a lot easier to bounce off of other people totally especially if other people are giving you similar energy back it's like it helps a lot like when we're all here we have those days where it's collectively like yeah but then it's like it's like collectively all of us are kind of just like well like today uh, hard day full moon lots of technical difficulties that's giving away maybe when this is being recorded full moon no it's been it's a full moon today I know. So it's I'm just there's a, it's I'm a the continuity in, like, of people, it's, it's people yeah, like people go a little woo when there's a, a full I, moon. I happening. just didn't know you were keeping track. And That's same fun. with technology. Oh, I'm always on the moon. <laughs> I'm I always know what the moon's doing. It's been um, looking it's been looking interesting lately. It's huge. It was a super yeah. moon last night actually. Yeah. Um but anyways, I, <laughs> I'm just giving away the guitar pick at this point. <laughs> I mean I was anyways, but there's not like a there's no challenge anymore. Yeah. Um but uh, you know, with all the technical difficulties and things, like even during this this recording, yeah. um, it's hard. But it's easier, you know, when we're all here or like 
thank I'm thankful that you're sitting with us today, John, because it's like otherwise it would have been a lot of like. Oh crap! Oh no! We have to restart. Okay, what, what did we about? say? What are we talking about? Was it like, are we yeah. as engaging this time? Is it faked this time? Like, you know. I, I guess uh, one, one more final tip, and we're kind of uh, scratching at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one final tip for preparing your voice for radio is um, is to talk to somebody beforehand. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just even just practice talking normally. Yeah. Before you go on the air, which when you go on the air, you're probably speaking in a way that you know accentuates. Your natural voice it could uh, be your phone voice. Y- yeah, Hi. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, I often think um, the way people talk over the phone is probably how you want to talk over radio, yep. where uh, you 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 halt a bit on certain words mm-hmm. just to make sure that people are catching the end of what you're saying. Yeah, um, not to be annoying about it. But, <laughs> Maybe but, I don't do that. Maybe it's I probably just... a little bit more subtle. But that, that's that's something that I do. I think about where it's. Just, I know that it's a very high quality recording, mm. but um, but so beforehand, just make sure you're talking to people if you're doing an interview. Yeah, make sure that you're talking to them beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so that it's not all of a sudden like. By the way, what's the meaning of life? Yeah, you, know, you, you don't want to <laughs> you know suddenly like run at somebody. Totally. Um, my one last thing, and I'm definitely guilty of this. Um, don't talk too fast. Don't talk too <laughs> Slow fast. Slow down. Um, yeah. I am the Energizer Bunny. I live uh, at an energy level of seven on a bad day. So, <laughs> But I think also like it comes with nerves as well. Yeah, like, totally. Um, you just want to get through whatever you're saying as totally. fast as you can. Yep. Yeah. And that tends to ramp up people's like take a breath, like yeah. pace yourself a little. Yeah. What helps too, and this is um, this isn't really like a amp you up type thing, but mm. this is more just your equipment setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're able to direct monitor your own voice, so right now we have it so that we're all hearing each other's voices. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, so we don't talk over each other. Yep. Because you're going to be hearing the other person loud in your ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, not calling anybody out. Oh, no. <laughs> He's staring directly at <laughs> me. Who is it? What? No. Um, I'm not calling anybody out for talking over yeah. people as she talks over people. Continue on. Uh, but just be so that way you can hear your own voice and you realize, mm-hmm. why am I talking up here right now? I, yeah. I, I never do that. Am I nervous? <laughs> yeah. So you can bring yourself down to be, you know, not trying to sound like Batman yeah. and cool so that you just kind of realize, oh, this is what I sound like. Let's go. And yeah. you'll realize, uh, you know, oh, I'm talking too fast or this doesn't sound like me. I'm putting something on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's just a good way to, uh, to, it's a good way to touch grass when yeah. you're indoors. Mm-hmm. Touch grass. Yeah. Yeah. True. Great tip. Thank you um, to Alex for the, the insight on that one. Thanks, Alex. Is he there? I don't even know if he's here. It the looks quite dark. dark. Did Maybe he, he likes working in the dark. He needs to work in the dark. How long not. does he normally stay? Uh, usually stay. Let's go check on that. Anyways, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Are we saying bye? <laughs> Are we saying bye? End? All right, bye. bye. Okay, bye, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Sheridan Life Radio podcast. A special thanks to the Sheridan Life Radio team. <laughs>